Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Four Color Ultrasound, episode 16. I am your host, Dieter. With me today is... Mike. Uh, today. So I said, yeah, I know. Always, I, it? No, no, I wanted to make it sound like it might have been somebody else. So like, ah, I see. For like half a second, they were like, what? And then, <laughs> somebody else or, finally kicked Mike off yeah, the show. I was going to say it was either shock, like, what? Or like a, what? Like an excitement. So like, <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> the worst part of this show. Uh, so yes, with me today and as always is Mike and, uh, we're just two friends that were like, Hey, we seem to like to talk to each other about comic books. Let's make a podcast. <laughs> we seem to. Let's make a podcast about it. It's the only logical next step of conversating is recording it and making <laughs> and make people your family listen. listen. Or your family and or like just for posterity alone, like <laughs> years from now while they're like going through the internet find this because they'll be like how were babies made back in 2019 it's talking about comics this is the greatest thing ever Why Here's an ultrasound podcast yet it's two different words and it's not even like spelled the correct way but maybe it has something to do with comics we don't know or babies <laughs> who cares but yeah so yeah we talk about them and uh i don't know we what review spoil spoil comic books from the week of what tell them mike Oh, I always I try know. to quiz you. You don't know. It's this week. The week of uh, October 2nd. There you go. Yeah, so anyway. Getting right into it. You threw, me a, threw me a loop there. You usually do it all. I don't have to know that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know that. But anyway. Uh, yeah, Justice League number 33. Justice Do More Part 4. Written by Scott Snyder and James Tinian IV. With uh, Bruno Redondo on... And Daniel, what, Sampri on pencils? And then Redondo and Juan... Alberon? Alberon on inks. And, of course, our favorite... Everyone's favorite hi-fi on colors. Everyone's favorite computer-generated coloring <laughs> scheme. <laughs> hi-fi. Actually, look, so... That was my rabbit... That was one of my rabbit holes this week was the hi... Because we talked briefly about hi-fi, right? Yep. And, like, what it meant. You're like, high-fidelity. And we came... And I was like... Does it relate only to s- sound? You know, that's where we <laughs> left it. And so I had, like, it bugged me again this time. I was like, is it? So I looked it up and it is. Like, high fidelity is kind of only to sound. Mm-hmm. But then there's a lo fi, low fidelity type of photography. Okay. So maybe it's like a play on, like, oh, you're stu- your shitty lo fi photography. I'm going to make it high fidelity. Color. So there is no real correlation between hi-fi and coloring but but that's why it works as a name right because nobody else is going to take it and he's playing off on it uh, on it all and i don't think it's him i think it's a com- it's his company his mm-hmm. name's brian miller i believe and i think so it could be anybody really coloring it it's just his like company that does could this be stuff. anybody are you saying we can color it I'm if we for worked job. for him well, if we worked for him <laughs> <laughs> i thought you talked to him and he found out anybody can they, do have it. To, they have to like plug you into like some sort of matrix. <laughs> hey, it sounds good to me. <laughs> I like color comics. That'd be kind of dope, just based on like your brain waves and stuff. <laughs> so you just think about it. But then it, I also like started thinking like, what does Wi-Fi stand for? I don't know. Wireless fidelity. Wireless fidelity. <laughs> <laughs> Which like makes even less sense. <laughs> that, so that was the like I went from hi-fi to lo-fi to Wi-Fi. <laughs> to and I was wi-fi. like. This is insane. But anyway, uh. starting off this book, <laughs> that's enough of that. Uh, you get your little recap via the kid that doesn't really exist. <laughs> the imaginated, the imagination child, right? Yep. The what if child. 
the half it's hawk person, half Martian. Yeah, so he's looking for his dad, but he gives us a nice little recap of what's been going on. You know, you got the Justice League is fractured in time, trying to find the totality, trying to stop Perpetua, Apex Lex, everybody. And uh, this one picks up just where the last one left off, which you were like, it progressed five seconds in time, <laughs> which is like, this one does a lot more, I think. This one's pretty action-packed. I like this issue a lot, but getting into it, uh, it's kind of weird, right? Right off the bat, you get a little three-page thing that leads to it. Like, I thought they revealed the Ultra Monitor in the last one, but this time now it's all of them like together. They did like a Voltron slash Super Saiyan. Was it revealed, or did they just say the Ultra Monitor is coming? No, remember he jumped out and he was like, "I am the Ultra Monitor," and oh. I was like, "He's got that badass gun," and it was just the Anti Monitor by himself. But now, like in this one, they all group together. Starman shoots him with like some super blast. And they become like this super ultra monitor, but they just call them the ultra monitor. Well, no, it's the. Uh, <clears throat> I'm looking at it now. The because this next, beware of the ultra monitor. So now, brothers, let's bring her down. And it says, beware of the ultra monitor, because that was oh, just he, the monitor in the center. It's a three. Oh, he standard. doesn't say it. He doesn't say he's the ultra monitor. No, because it goes next. Beware of the ultra monitor, and you've got you've got all of them. You have got the three monitors. You've got Hawk yeah. Girl, and you've got Starman standing there. So they're Hawk ready girl to do or Hawk something. Girl. What? I said hot girl or hawk girl? Well, it's both, but I think she calls herself hawk girl. She's a hot, hot girl. <laughs> hot, hot girl. Uh, that's crazy. So then, oh, yeah, okay. So now you get the actual Ultra Monitor. It's pretty badass. So. You mean uh, Voltron? Well, no, they're not really robots into like one bigger robot. Like, you, they're all just one person. It's not like the other guy, one guy's the leg and the other guy's the arm. <laughs> That's a good point. I guess so. It's more like it's more like a cake. You mix them all together and it becomes something else. That's what I mean. It's more like the like how Lex assimilated with the Martian Manhunter. Mm -hmm. Like, they all went together. That's why I said they went like Super Saiyan because they're all like glowing and shit. It's pretty badass. But and how do they do that? You've got Hawkgirl's metal somehow. And no, she doesn't, she doesn't get joined in yet. She has the power. Remember, her wings, like, have something to do with the totality. Because when yeah. she opened up, she became part of the source wall, mm -hmm. trying to fix it and all that stuff. So she has she, her instructions to open them like when they need like a superpower juice. But it's Starman that like juices them into the three into one. Do you think this is the one way thing? I think they're screwed now. They can't come apart, or <laughs> when they do, apart. they're like not—they're not how they were before, and they're all like just like twisting masses of like different body parts, like four legs on one guy, the other guy, and they're like kill me, exactly. kill me. That's all they can yeah. say is the suffering. <laughs> but anyway, we go to the past. They're in a submarine now, which makes like little to no sense because some people aren't in the submarine, and then like <laughs> later on, nobody needs anything to breathe, but. The Green Lanterns, but for some reason they take a submarine. Some of them do. Is it a Green Lantern submarine? Oh, it is. It's glowing. So is it? A, is it a uh, construct? It has to be. Yeah. But nothing inside's glowing. <laughs> and they're operating it like they need to drive it themselves. So they're operating it, but you've got the other two on the outside. Maybe that's just a shield to protect the submarine Maybe. in case people show up. But that's why the Green Lantern's on the outside. Yeah. I'm confused. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, you get a little conversation. You get some uh, wildcat wanting to, like, bone. <laughs> Not to what? He wants to get his dick wet. He's always like, hey, let's go get me a mermaid. He's <laughs> on the way to Atlantis. <laughs> but then, like, he never says anything when Cheetah shows up. And you think, like, the greatest match for him would be Cheetah. 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah you get there. Well, she's an actual more... cat. He's 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 freaked out by that. No, nah, he's like the ultimate furry, though. You'd think he'd totally be into that. Like, yes, right? but he's just into dressing like that. When it comes to reality, he's scared. <laughs> he's like, oh shit, there really is a walking cat out here. Just like, just like, yeah, because you think you know. Aquaman would want to be bone and mermaids himself, but he's like, nah, you got to watch out, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're vicious. But more importantly, we do get another another MacGuffin. We get the conch of uh, Arion. <laughs> <laughs> the conch of Arion. Con- How do you say that? Conch, conch or conch? Yeah, like conch shell. Yeah, shell. Conch shell. Shell shell. shell. Shelly shells, she shells by the seashore. But, uh, one day they should just switch it. <clears throat> in, this, in this era of the MacGuffin of Arion, <laughs> still, I want him to call something a MacGuffin. And then you get a really convoluted uh, how Aquaman's still alive, right? Yeah. Because the other Flash even brings it up. He's like, hey, this time, when your friend is dead and then they come back to help you, it's usually a trick. Like, <laughs> there's no way that's the real guy, right? Yeah, friends don't often return from the dead to help us. Unless it's a trick. Yeah. But uh, did you know what the word waylaid means? Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, have you, have you, have, yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, I didn't know. That was the first time I ever heard that. was the first time I ever heard weight laid? <laughs> yeah, I had to look it up. I was like, what the hell is he? And it's very specific to what it's like. It's like to delay somebody with pointless conversation. <laughs> was the definition I saw or something. It was really strange. But anyway, way late. I thought of Wayfair. Like, I was like, he bought furniture online? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, into the future, Brainiac 1 million, showing him how it's done. Uh. I like that where he's like, or Wonder Woman's like, the league, together we can do this. Like, incorrect. Because <laughs> <laughs> it it's the, uh, I mean, I guess our Justice League versus with the Justice League 1 million trying to fight Brainiac. <laughs> it's a, I thought it was like Justice Alpha Squadron 1 or something like that. Yeah, but it's from the uh, DC 1 million from back, back in the 90s, right? You and keep then, saying that, but I don't know. It is. That's why it was Brainiac 1 million. I don't think so. Look it up. No. There was right. never a Brainiac 1 million. So you're saying Brainiac 1 million was a thing before? I don't Should think Brainiac be? 1 million was a thing. Oh, I think it was like, just the Justice League 1 million was, or the DC 1 million, because that was that Superman and yeah. a couple of the other characters, yeah. It might be something to do with it. You gotta, you gotta, no, you have to prove it to me, Mike. To prove it to you? Do, All right, I'll don't, post it Don't make me do my own research. <laughs> make you do your own research. But uh, they're kind of getting their asses kicked, and it's up to Commandy kind of to save it. And he gets like an idea. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yes, but he's standing. It's just a matter of time. So did he go. See, now I'm lost. This is one million years in the future, right? Mm-hmm. And then now he's going to go back in time to get what he gets at the end here? I don't think they're a million years, are they? I always thought that's what it was. I don't know. One million years in the future. No, they're just in the future. They never really said it, right? Well, you gotta know. You gotta know every bit of continuity history from from DC in order to enjoy this book. Oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I've been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> My enjoyment's been false. It's been fake enjoyment. It hasn't been proper. You didn't Incorrect. What's going on. <laughs> I'm enjoying this book at an exponential rate. My, <laughs> my progressing powers are well, this processing insane, powers beyond like, anything. There's so much going on, and basically, it's let's see how many characters throughout the history of DC can we throw in to, at once. And that's why it's so badass. But then you go to the present, right? And you get the big fight. You got the Ultra Monitor, all three of them together, but they're one, and we're not sure if they're going to come apart. <laughs> Fighting Perpetua. Which she says something really weird. Which was a... Uh, you worthless, oh, petulant children? Is that really no. that weird? No, it's when she says, you were created from me. 
you couldn't defeat me without help because they did defeat her right they just needed yeah. help all those ages ago and you can't do it now can't defeat her without help so like, like as long as they have help they'll be able to do it like it's the weirdest, <laughs> you could like, be without help so damn the key is get somebody else with you <laughs> and you got help like there's people helping you right now so it's like it's such a like hey you're not going to be able to beat me without help <laughs> uh, have help oh shit because <laughs> you did it last time you needed help so this time you're definitely going to need help and he's like oh okay so i don't know That's and then funny so i looked up sorry so i, so I just looked up dc one million it featured a vision of the DC Universe in the 853rd century, 85,201 to 85,300 AD, chosen because that is the century in which DC Comics would have published issue 1 million of their comics if they had maintained a regular publishing schedule. <clears throat> and of course, it was written by uh, Grant Morrison, as you'd expect. Oh, yeah, well, I, totally <laughs> expected, I was totally expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> something ridiculous, something crazy like that, right? Had to be Grant Morrison. Yeah, right. So when did they go back in time, though? That was like... But when, doesn't it ever say, like, when they get there, what time it was? In, in, in the book, in this series? Yeah. No, nah, oh, it was way, just you show up, they went to the future, just said the future, and you can see it's them, so you have to know run the most The most tangents we've ever run before. Uh, when was... Oh, it just says somewhere in the future when they get there. Yeah. It never ever says. But speaking of issue 30... Because I was going back earlier, just flipping through, and uh, it was all because of the covers, we'll get to that later, but in issue 30 when Lex introduces the Legion of Doom, I didn't notice before, but the Riddler's there, and he's dressed like old-timey Riddler, mm -hmm. and remember in the Riddler book we talked about, like he got rid of his clothes and stuff, like because he looked like the, R the Riddler does now? Yeah. So he does go like through a transformation. Ooh. I'm guessing. Because he has like the old bowler hat on, you know, like the mm -hmm. round hat. He's got his cane. Yeah. Has, like the question mark. And he has like the gloves in it. He looks like like the old, like the, uh, when he was like a criminal. You know, like what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 In that picture of all the new, uh, Harley Quinn looks extremely weird in that he too. This is I'm talking about three issues ago now. We just like <laughs> totally went on a super tangent. <laughs> Six episodes ago? Yeah, six episodes ago. But anyway, back to the fight in the present time. <clears throat> where you got Hot Girl fighting. <laughs> Good Hot Girl. Hot Girl fighting Apex Lex. And then it's just bouncing around back to the past. To the future. Everybody's getting their ass kicked. It's like basically what looked like the Justice League winning is turning back to like them losing. Because all their little plans that were working out like Brainiac obviously is <clears throat> kicking their ass. But you didn't point out uh, Apex Lex basically turns into the Hulk. He does, doesn't he? When he's fighting uh, Hawk Girl, or Hawk Girl, like more like the Abomination. But okay. I guess yeah, he's gray because he's gray, and he's like all like when he gets hit with that mace. <laughs> so <laughs> what power is she using? Like the Green Lantern power? Because she says "Will <clears throat> enough will," and then like her yeah, that's what I, shoots I, out I, of her. That's what's shooting out of her <clears throat> wings, and then she can construct stuff, and she hits him with that mace. Yeah, I don't know. If she, I guess she's using that because Star, Starman keeps saying, if you burn out before the teams get here with the totality, all this will be for nothing. So I'm not even sure what her power is here. Well, it has something to do with... Well, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. that. You'd have to go back to when like she merged with that wall. Mm -hmm. or that's when they explained it all. That she's like somehow connected to everything. 
through her wings, which is the the type of metal. Is it the nth metal, or does she have like the next level, like the tenth level, the tenth metal, or oh, it might be it? the tenth metal, right? I thought it was the nth, but you're right, it might be the tenth metal. No, I think <clears> she has like the super metal because this is after all, like they found out after metal, she got blasted by something in metal, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. I can't remember 100. <laughs> percent So we have no clue what's going on. Yet I still love this. It's insane. Oh, I know. It's like one of the best issues I've read all week. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it goes back to the past where... See, like now they're out of the submarine, but they parked it. It's not like it just disappeared. And everybody's else. That's why I mean, nobody really needed to be in the submarine. (laughs) Because they're all swimming underneath anyway. (laughs) What was the point of the submarine? And uh, you see that the, uh, the Legion of Doom caught up to them in Atlantis. And then you got Brainiac 1 million taking the Justice League. And back to the future, and he's yeah. about to kill them. Death it is. What was it? Why wasn't he going to kill them? Why not? He's Brainiac. Oh, no, he wanted the totality from him. She's like, we don't have it, jerk face. He's like, all right, I'm going to kill you. Oh, okay, yeah. I will take the yeah. piece of totality and, and the information it contains and bring it to her. We don't have it. <clears throat> we don't have it, sucker. What are you going to do now? Uh, kill you? Yeah. Then you jump <laughs> oh, back oops. To the Go back to the past, and everybody can be underwater except for Grodd's baby, apparently, because they show <laughs> they <laughs> the have the, king, too, the, uh, the Legion fragile. of Doom has the King of Atlantis under control. But like they're like Cheetah, right? Don't you think they should have cut to like Wildcat being like, "Hey now," or something? <laughs> <like that? laughs> I don't know. But uh, then there's a pretty big reveal, I guess. Oh, oh, Vandal Savage. Yeah, because he's dead, right? In the future. Oh, yeah. Remember, Lex all... killed him. That's who had the totality originally. That's right. Yep, yeah. And that's who he took because it was like, that was why they introduced Lex's dad. He was working with Savage on uh, using the totality to its full potential. And that's what Vandal Savage could never figure out because he was just using it to like do bullshit with it. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you find out Lex Luthor figured it out how to open the door to Perpetua. And like, I don't know why Savage couldn't do it, but I don't remember that part. So he's back. He's back and with. I thought it was like a. What's that? Alan Quartermain from <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I was like, what the fuck kind of crossover is this? <laughs> but I don't know who these people are. Do you know? No. It's the, the Legionnaires Club. Club. I don't know. <clears throat> like I said, you need to know all of DC continuity forever to know who everybody is that shows up. Well, you're supposed to be looking this up and then telling me who it is, like with 100% fact and All right, confidence. well, then I'll do that right well, now. Well, not now. You're supposed to be done this before. Not now, Nobody now. Nobody wants to hear us do it now. <clears throat> they can do it on their, They can do it themselves if they wanted to. Like I could, but I don't. But say, hey, somebody did know and they wanted to tell you. How would they do that, Mike? They would do that on Twitter at 4ColorUs, at, at 4ColorUs with the number 4. Uh, Gmail. See, you threw this. threw me off. I wasn't ready for all that. <clears throat> it'll be four color ultrasound at gmail.com or on uh, Instagram at four color ultrasound.com. Pretty simple. What about Twitter? Is there a Twitter? Uh, yeah, Twitter would be, was, it's at the number four color us. Oh, then Instagram job. is the word written out four color ultrasound.com. So, yeah. Gmail is the number four color ultrasound at gmail.com. What do you Basically, if you just search for four color ultrasound, you'll find us. What do you all know about? Vandal Savage and his Legionnaire Club. Is that new? Is that something we should know? Are we the morons? I think we're the morons. I'm pretty sure they're, these these people have been around. Them and their that, steampunk outfit here. Look at that perfectly like toast-shaped piece of rubble as well. It's all like 
playing at Vandal Savage's foot right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it's a little square. Is, it's awesome. Yeah. Piece of rubble perfectly broke off. <clears throat> the square. Anyway, they show up. Back to the future. Ha! Huh, just like that other movie. But uh, which movie is that? Uh, Back to Can't the Future the Three. <laughs> Back to the Future Three. <laughs> Back to the Future Harder. Uh, <laughs> Back to the Future Harder. <laughs> That's good shit. But uh, Back to the Future with a Vengeance. <laughs> what movie are we talking about here? Live <clears throat> Back to the Future Harder, or no? What was Live Live Live, live for your Back to the Future. <laughs> live Future Back to the present i don't know and then uh a good day to go back to the future <laughs> there you go that one works a lot better a good day to go back to the future <laughs> good times uh then yeah commandy's bright idea was like we just need more justice i've got a disease and the only cure <laughs> is more justice and so oh he God. gets <laughs> uh justice league beyond uh, so like I said so his thing is uh, in time so he goes to a different period of time to get another Justice League group because they're in they're in 850 you know 650 or 853,000 or 85,000 BC uh, AD so they go to what I don't know 3,000 get another Justice League group wasn't Justice League 3,000 a different group well there you go I'm not sure what year the Batman Beyond was oh they couldn't be 3,000 could they because uh, uh, Bruce Wayne's still alive so that's just you know slightly into our future Slightly. Well, they just need more justice. More justice. justice. So where does the uh, Legion of Superheroes show up in this then? Next issue? On that little back page ad. You're going to include that. (laughs) If you can include that into the the issue, then it's like they just showed up right after Justice League Beyond. We need more justice, yeah. And it's funny because it's almost drawn like the cartoon. Or colored like the the cartoon. The Bruce Timm status? Yeah. Yeah. So basically all the... This whole series just feels like they keep punching each other and just add more and more people. I know. I like it. Yeah, I'm not bashing it. It just seems to be that's what it is. It's crazy. It seems like it's like not even really happening. Like it's outside of content. It's almost like an Elseworlds thing because there's so much going on. You're like, these can't possibly be real characters. They've got to be making it up. And it's like, no. And how is this not a crisis? I think it's a pretty big crisis. Well, because it's not merging content. Well... You haven't merged any continuities yet, right? Who knows what this is going to end as? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. All right. Nobody knows anything. That's why you should never try to gain knowledge by judging a cover by its story. There you go. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. So I I heard you sit there like hesitate and think about it. I don't think it's always like it's the only thing I have to think about if you notice. Like I don't think like nothing else (laughs) makes my like brain like slow down and be like. Well, uh, I think it's because you made a mistake once, so I uh, I called you out on it. So now you're like worried, so that causes you to to mess it up. It's the only thing in my life I care about. Like let's, <laughs> I should probably think before I speak, and it's like that's the thing. Everything else, I'm like, yeah, no, never mind. <laughs> I did it right there. But uh, this cover, first things first. We always talk about this banner. First of all, we get Doom Rising. That's what we didn't know before, right? We were like, what's the new yeah, title? What's the new be? one? And they say Rising, but then everything's getting further away. Do you under? Do you see that now? Do we do have Black Mana full? Yep. Then you do get like the it what we were right there was like we were like there's somebody else on the other side of crackhead cheetah, <laughs> and it was uh, the Batman who laughs. 
But then Lex's face has got all it's got all chubbier. Like I don't understand what's happening. Why is it zooming away? Like yeah, is it gonna... I don't know. It's kind of cool though. Like I said, so the first one is just it was just him, right? And so they're just pulling back. It now. was three people, I think. That's what it was. That's when I started looking back at everything. It was number thirty was the first title mm-hmm. bar, and then thirty one and thirty two, I think, were the same because it came out in the same month. Yeah, Dark Gifts. It's Leviathan, Lex, and the Joker, and then on thirty one. <laughs> It's uh, that's when they get Crackhead Cheetah, and the Joker, or I mean, uh, Ivy, and then he like we were making fun of Black Man and not being able to make it on there. But I didn't even notice that it was further away in the first one or closer up. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but other than that, doesn't this look like the whole Justice League like hung themselves in some sort of ritual suicide? <laughs> and then Lex Luthor shows up. Oh uh, yeah, I I did that. <laughs> Death to Justice League. <laughs> Yeah, and they're all just like they'll they give killed. up. He, he he tries to take credit for it, and they all just already killed themselves. I don't know. It's pretty. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty dark. <laughs> and then like, because even the way like everybody's looking, like Sinestro and Groot, and even the baby, they're all just like, Ugh, like <laughs> Grodd's, yeah, Grodd's like, oh my god, why is he taking hap- credit for this? This is morbid, even for us. What's happening to his hand? Lex's hand. Well, I was gonna say that it looks like uh, Kawato's hand from uh, Total Recall. Yeah, it's all like. I get that he he's doing the Martian Manhunter like morphing, morphing. thing, but it's like it looks like a I don't know it looks pretty gross. Like it a, does. it looks like a I'm gonna have to use my strong hand. What was that <laughs> scary movie too? Oh. <laughs> or Chris Elliott was yeah. A... <laughs> it looks like that guy's hand. <clears throat> yeah, I just think it's a Total Recall reference. Totality, Total Recall. Kawato. Oh, there you go. That's, that's where they got the whole idea from. That's where you get the whole idea. Is watching Total Recall. But <laughs> That's where you get the entire dear idea from this. Total totality. There you go. Samsonite. This Kawato guy looks a little bit like Lex Luthor. Let's do this. Snyder, are you okay? Scott, what's wrong with you? Hence the baby coming out of garage like chest. There you go. Exactly. You got the baby coming out of garage. Do it. Death to the Justice League. But yeah, it's a good cover, but it's bad at the same time. Like oh, the art's right, amazing because of the hanging. Well, yeah, that's Francis. The other thing about the cover is I noticed right away when I, when I started reading it, <clears throat> Tinian's not on the cover. His name is not on the cover, so I'm like, oh, Tinian stopped writing the story with Snyder. But later, but he's actually, but he's in the credits. Whoa! So how do you lose credit on the cover? Maybe he only gets like. Half a paycheck that way. It's like, yeah, you did the work, but we don't have to pay you. We don't have to pay you if you don't put you on the cup. Yeah. So yeah, that seems like a big mistake there. Or maybe it's like the amount that you contribute. I guess. You know, sometimes they put like, when they put the artists, like we look at that, it's like, whoa, there's like 900 people that worked on this comic book, but then on the cover, there's only like three or four, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Speaking of credits and comic books, Deathstroke, number 48's got some. Uh, written by <laughs> not one of your Priest. best transitions but uh, you try you try one time Mike oh you did one time you killed it I remember I did yeah <laughs> god damn it <laughs> <laughs> you're good at everything <laughs> why don't you just host this thing by yourself <laughs> but anyway Christopher Priest even though it just says Priest we're going to give him a first name for this uh, writing Carlo, some more names to slaughter here. Carlo Paglian and Fernando Pissarin. 
pencils, Jason Paz and Cam Smith on inks, and Jeremy Cox on colors. No AI coloring this time, as you can tell, too. Uh, that means we can't join in the color in this, on this book. Well, we can't. It's just this, you can tell because this coloring has more feelings. Like, just there's no way AI can, like, they can exactly. get colors across. They can get, like, whoa, badass, but they can't emote, like, feelings into the colors. It's just not possible. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> you remember what's been going on in Deathstroke? Last issue, you got two Deathstrokes. You had that weird, super crazy future badass yeah. killing everybody Storm Deathstroke. Stormtrooper Deathstroke. And then you had, like, the regular Deathstroke as a nurse with some weird story about somebody mm-hmm. getting some kids, teenagers getting killed and biker gangs in the deep south, racist cops. Uh, so this book picks up from there. And without just burying the lead, you kind of figure out, all right, the death, the, what do you call him, Stormtrooper Deathstroke? Yeah, look at look at the mask right here. It looks like a Stormtrooper yeah. mask. You're right. Arr. He's definitely not the regular Deathstroke, we find out. Yeah, they pretty much make that clear in this. That's what, yeah, that's good too. And then the other Deathstroke, the one that was the nurse, he is the regular Deathstroke. And they get this like, oh, how do you feel about, <laughs> all you really get from that is like the explanation of his living. Like how he escaped death, right? Yeah, you got, what is that guy? Touched him and he lived. Raptor. Yeah. Because Raptor gave him, what was the disease? Leprosy. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Raptor gave him leprosy back <clears throat> in issue 44. And, uh, that so when the arrow went through his skull, well, like his brain just fell apart all easily, and that's why it like didn't damage it. <laughs> is that what I'm getting at? Like I don't know. Yeah, I, I was lied. I wasn't sure. I'm like, I was just like, okay, he's alive. <laughs> but they still needed a bunch of druids and stuff to like raise him up out of like some kind of fire. But then like they try to kill him as soon as he shows up. I don't understand. Well, that was the whole uh, the group of villains that was there honoring his death, right? And so, well, shit, he's still alive. Let's kill him. No, because they're out in the. This is, oh, you think that's the place where they he came out? No, because he's on like I don't know. He's on yeah, because like, wasn't it a bed of skulls where they were burying him and, and burning him? Hmm. When Superman was watching. Yeah, I remember that. Maybe, perhaps. I guess so. Whatever you say, he's back. That's all that matters. But he he tried to ditch the. Deathstroke lifestyle, right? Because he figured his family hated him and like better to be dead than nothing. So he mm-hmm. became a nurse. <laughs> and he gave his eye back? No. I kept waiting for that explanation. Is it a fake eye? It's a fake eye. It's a part of his disguise, right? I, I guess so, yeah. I mean, that's what, that was my assumption. But I kept looking and I go, it looks like he has a full eye there, but then he doesn't later. Well, was, wasn't his eye like taken before his healing? Like, why doesn't his eye heal like everything else? You're right. But he has the eye patch on when he's explaining everything. Yeah. And so he becomes a nurse basically because he wants to do good finally. But then, without getting to the other story, just staying on this story, uh, that kid that was murdered, right? Mm-hmm. He sees he's suffering, so he like ends his life. <laughs> and yeah. then he goes and kills all the bikers for revenge. And that's how the cop gets on him. Because the whole time it's that cop, the racist cop from the other issue, telling him. Like, he, like, because he clowned his detective skills right so now he's the one that's showing him I know who you are mm-hmm. but then Deathstroke's people show up they found him as well they're like oh it's time to go some <laughs> badass killing everybody so jumping back to the present t- or not present time but to the other Deathstroke you have Jericho who blew himself 
<laughs> and this whole time he's been like, I don't want my powers yeah. anymore. And he gets with uh, Lex. And he's like, all right, I'll take your powers back. But then he's like, no, I want them after all. Which is really weird. Like, I don't understand why this whole scene's in here. Is it to prove? Because the other Deathstroke, Stormtrooper Deathstroke's looking to get that power from Jericho. He's like, he believes it's his. Yeah, Stormtrooper Deathstroke, who originally you thought was supposed to be Deathstroke, right? From the future or something. Yeah. He wants it, and once Jericho realizes he's coming after it, he goes, no, no, give it back to me, Lex. Yeah. No, he doesn't, Jericho doesn't know he's coming for it yet. Does he not know yet? Jericho... Yeah, no, Lex, doesn't Lex tell him, hey, I got somebody else to give it to? Yeah, and that's why he's like, it's easier to take, but is that only showing that he does really want it because so there's an actual confrontation between Stormtrooper Deathstroke and Jericho? Because, like, if he if he went into the mindset of, like, oh, I don't want this, when Deathstroke showed up, he'd just like, all right, take it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why. It's, like, a weird scene to put in. <clears throat> so with this whole book, I really want, because the... the um totality stuff has such a huge part in the story now and there's no way that Priest had this in mind when he started writing this right because that's all changed over the last year so I wonder how much of this Priest is like oh shit alright I gotta fit all this in because it feels like it's rushed and he's ending in that, in a couple of issues now so I wonder if they mess with this story right, I this don't whole really thing, see it that way last I couple issues see like, feels, sorry I don't see it that way I know what you're saying but I think like his entire run has been that way like we've talked about it in issues before where it feels like stuff that he's forced to put in yeah he does really well at like bringing it around and like making it a part of his story and i think that's just part of being like i think he under the reason why it's done so well is like he understands that like i think he's not sitting here like i have a story to tell and it has to be this not like tom king right where he won't allow anything to come into his story yeah I think Priest is like just down with it. He's like, yeah, give me whatever you like. I'll put that in. I'll figure it out. Cause like his, this Deathstroke book works, I think, better than the other ones with what's going on in Justice League and what's going on with the Doom and the gifts yeah. and all that stuff. Like I think it's one, of, and I think it's Priest that does that. It's not like DC demanding it. No, you're right. That's a good go, point. He's, yeah, he's you've mentioned he, that before. He does, he does do that a lot. Like you said, maybe he just understands being a comic writer for DC or Marvel. This is what's going to happen. There's going to be other stories around, and he can he just knows how to weave it in as he's going. And I think that's why he can weave it in so well. And I think this will finish. Like I don't think it feels rushed. I think like I had I thought about it reading this too. I was like, this is a weird, like just this whole thing of bringing him back. Like, but he did it in ways of okay. Raptor did this. Like you know what I mean? It's like yeah. that was what six issues ago or no? Yeah, six issues ago he figured that out. So it's like, I don't know. It's like I really like it. I think he will be able to close it out where it all makes sense and it'll all bring it together. I don't mind the like the deviations because, like I said, we were always looking for like books that tie in with other books. Yeah. <laughs> like you always want it to all make sense and everything. And so, I don't know. No, you're right. That's a good point. <clears throat> but, so, Stormtrooper Deathstroke's looking for the... To- he wants the totality that he believes was supposed to be given to him, right? Yeah. Which makes it believe, like... It is just a future Deathstroke, right? Do they ever really get into it? They don't. They don't explain who he is in this. Okay, but he kind of starts. Because fucking he still, up. Could, like you said, he still could be a future Deathstroke, coming back. He fucks up Rose pretty bad. Yeah. He fucks up his ex-wife really bad. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he did breaks he her arm. Her? No, it doesn't he show throws her. her out. Like, he's he's got destroys her arm. Yeah, he breaks her. Fracture he there. killed the guy mowing the lawn. Yeah, Barry. <laughs> pretty... But he, not only does he kill him, he ties him to the lawnmower as I'm standing there, dripping. 
Yeah. And then, but see, this is like what we're talking about, tying everything in together. You got to, she is about to die, right? Deathstroke's about to slit her throat. Yeah. But in the sky, you see the doom, uh, the doom symbol mm-hmm. coming out of the, all the mist and everything. And you get set up for the next. So is Jericho number one? Is that a, uh, what's it called? A, a villain one-off or whatever were they? Oh, the I one-shots? I don't You're the villain Jericho? I, don't, I, I didn't hear of one coming out. Because it goes next, Jericho number one, the Godman syndrome. So, like, just the number one would lead me to believe. Yeah. Because it should be number, what, 49, right? Mm-hmm. And then that still gives you two issues. Like, he could wrap this story up in this Jericho book, and then he gets two issues to wrap up his story. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I have to look, I have to look it up. Because I haven't read anything about him. All I read is that this, this series is going to end at 50. Didn't know if he was going to write another one. I hope he does, though. It's amazing. I like it a lot. But, like, this is like you were talking about the other. You got to know all the history. Like, this, mm-hmm. you, at least this run. You yeah, really I think it's it. all self contained. If you know this whole run, it'll work. It's hard to jump in on this one, but uh, if you've been reading it from the beginning, it's really, really good, in my opinion. And Mike's. Yeah, just yell it. Speaking of, see, I don't have a good segue. This is a set me up for a better segue, Mike. Come on. Uh, Search for a better segue. about the last one. Yeah. Uh, what's next? I don't know. Uh, See, I can't do it. Speaking of not knowing shit, no. Let's see. So the guy, the lawnmower guy, who was dripping. I, looks like he's about to come back to life as a uh, zombie. Uh, well, there are no zombies in the DC universe, Mike. There's no? only. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out by reading Deceased. There you go. <laughs> number five. <laughs> written by Tom the Comic Man Taylor, <laughs> and uh, art by. I don't have notes on this one. Kerosene? Yeah, but you're just looking at the cover. Uh, Tom Taylor writer, Trevor Harrison is the penciler. Inker is Stefano. Uh, just butchering names. Do we should just like get Siri to like, or not like, how do you pronounce this name and then have her read them? <laughs> or get like a third person that knows how to say all these names and just have them record the names for us and we'll like edit it in. There you go. So, I don't know. But the colorist, Rain... Burrito. 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 But not burrito. <laughs> burrito. And not burrito. No. <laughs> burrito. Uh, That'd be a cool name, though. If I was having another kid, I would name it Burrito. Burrito Dulce. Yeah. <laughs> burrito Dulce. Dulce. Uh, Dulce Gabbana. <laughs> Dulce <anyway>. Gabbana. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you been reading Deceased? Are you all caught up? You know what's yeah, going I'm all on? Yeah, caught up. So I really like this book. Everything's been going to shit, right? Every, yeah, basically. And it's Tom Taylor, right? He's be able to do whatever he wants, and he's uh, he seems to be happy to destroy everything. And DC <laughs> seems to be happy oh, to let him. Right. So Captain Adam, in the last issue, he became infected because the little mini Ray Palmer, right, was up yep. in him. And he turned and he set off a super blast that took out all three cities of Washington, Baltimore, and Metropolis. And that's where this one picks up is everybody's dead except for like Superman, Wonder Woman, and then whoever was on the rooftop of, is that the Daily Planet, right? Yeah. So Lois. And then uh, Lex Luthor shows up. She's like, yeah, I'm going to help. But he, it's a, he calls a truce, but like he didn't say, but I'll stop being a dick when I talk, right? He was just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't say that. <laughs> I know. He's just like, oh, okay, I'm not going to try to kill you, but 
I'm still gonna say hella fucked up shit a lot. <laughs> I'm still gonna be a jerk. <laughs> this is kind of great. Jerk. I don't know. This whole scene, it it probably doesn't work as well when you have Apex Lex scumbag and not the normal Lex Luthor, right? You know, the history of Superman and Lex together fighting each other, it has changed. But if you take it into that context from like the '90s and on, with Lex Luthor like kneeling down to Superman and saying, hey, "Look what happened to our city," I really like that whole thing. Hey, I'm sorry. You know, he's try- trying to work together with him for the first time. Yeah, it's a really cool. Yeah, no, there. I like that. I like that part too, where he's like, "Look what happened to our city." Yeah, just, just like, yeah, Lex like calling the... it our city to Superman. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It was a huge change for him. There yeah. are a lot of they try to get you with a lot of feels in this issue. Yep. I noticed like they, <laughs> so much so they mentioned Batman's death three times, <laughs> which is like I was. <laughs> remember when I said like every issue should end with Batman's death? <laughs> they just mentioned it at least in each one. They just like in this one they were like, well, we can't kill him anymore. Let's just like mention it a bunch of times. So it's like I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, but they start setting up uh, safe zones, right? They yep. all they first they disable all the Earths. Like communication, right? Satellites and internet and servers and. You would think that would be the first thing they did once they found out it was a techno virus, but. Well, they didn't have time before. I guess they not. were still fighting the the horde, or they were still going pretty crazy. But uh, so they set up a safe zone in Thermoscara, which they make bigger. Which is like, why didn't we think of this before? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like the Wonder Woman's like, come on, guys, you got you got you got to let other people in. You got to let Man's World in. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. Fine. Create more land around us. Don't come anywhere near us. You can stay in the perimeter. You can stay in the perimeter. Jerk sort of perimeter. Let them, let them stay there. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And then uh, Gotham, Gotham Forest or Gotham Jungle, which is run by uh, Ivy and Harley. Now this is pretty twisted. You've got all these dead bodies in her Ivy, like as a warning. Yeah, and she says, "Isn't the death wall cool? What does she call it? The uh, <laughs> what is uh, Harley says something about it." Oh, yeah, the death how wall, awesome yeah. is the death wall? <laughs> He's all, awesome is not the word I'd use, but yeah, the death yeah. wall is pretty dope. Uh, and then uh, Green Arrow, awesome is not the word I'd use. Yeah, it's good shit. But then you got, oh, you know, Robin is Batman. There you go, some more feels. Mm-hmm. Batman's gone. And then, uh, so those are the two sanctuaries for, like, people. They decide to let people in as well, but nobody can step on the grass, right? Hella jokes about not hurting the plants, yeah. like. It's either they're either killing superheroes or they're just like cracking jokes. That's all that's happening in this book. <laughs> and then uh, this fortress of solitude has turned into like the new hall of justice, right? Mm-hmm. And then this is where you get like uh, Lex being a jerk again. There's, there's a couple like, lines in here that are pretty great between Lex and Superman, or right, and Lex and uh, Lois. Yeah, but this is also the. Uh, Wait, Batman's dead, yes. <laughs> There's another mention of his death. Because they said, oh, the first time was Damien says it to Ivy, right? Yeah, Batman's, Batman's gone. gone. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. And then a couple of pages later, like Lex has to reiterate, Batman, he's the smartest man alive because Batman's dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Superman, I'm the most intelligent person on the planet. Wait, hold on. Batman's dead, right? <laughs> yeah, then I am the most intelligent. <laughs> it's great. And then There's Lex a good says, way of giving uh, deference to uh, Batman, but also being a jerk at the same time. And Lex's plan is to leave the planet, right? Just abandoning yeah. Earth. like, And that's when Superman's like, no. No, we're staying. And then Lex is like, oh, because what? You can't can't lose two home worlds in one lifetime, eh? How careless. Jerk. And that's when you get a pretty cool page of uh, Lois just cracking. Lois punching like, Lex in the face. Yeah, <laughs> you can't lose two nose. home worlds, Superman. 
Why but yeah, in the line like before that, where I love what uh, Lex is talking to uh, Cyborg. Because this is quite impressive, Victor. Why have we never worked together before? And Cyborg goes, you kept trying to kill me and my friends. So Lex goes, sure. But in my defense, that was before I realized you could be useful. Yeah, but don't just, you think he, like, being the second smartest person in the world, he'd, like, realize that Cyborg would be useful to him prior to just, like, having to have experience? Like, Yeah, but I take it more as just Lex's, uh, um, just, that's just his attitude. Like, that's his, his defense of himself. Right? Just being a dick. Ah, I didn't think you were useful. Now I can yeah, use but, you. I mean, you know, that's just his excuse he for... He runs corporations. Do you think, like, he only hires people based on, like, knowing that they're useful to him? Like, working th with them? Like, the only way he can figure out somebody's usefulness is working with them? Mm -hmm. That's what I was getting, I know. I'm just trying to be funny. You're trying to, like, enjoy it. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's a really good line. I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't make any sense. And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Dieter. Come on. I like the line. I like, I like the way they depict Lex in this. That's all. If you see it for what it actually could be... Oh, but you do get to... What a... This is the second... I missed it in the first one. We were going to guess the swear word. Doesn't Lois say something? There's yeah. two in this book where they, like, bleep it out. I'm assuming it's fuck you, Luther. Well, is it? Could it be... Poop you, <laughs> Luther? Could it be, like, dick you or something like <laughs> dick that? Dick you, Luther. I don't know. What does she say? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it could be, it's probably fuck you, Luther. Well, she punches like, them and then it's, you know... Blank, blank you, Luther. Like, what else would it be? That's what I mean. You could throw in anything because, like, you don't know. It could be dick you, Luther. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Dick you. So, yeah. And then she goes, oh, violence is never the answer. But, like, violence is always the answer in DC Comics. <laughs> exactly. That's all it is, isn't it? Punch your problems away, people. <laughs> That's how it's going to work. But, uh... Everything seems to be all... See, once everything starts, everybody starts laughing and having a good time. You know things are going to go to shit. Right? Everything's so. great, and it's, Tom, and it's a Tom Taylor book. Half the world's dead, but you know what? Everything's going to be okay. Nothing bad's going to happen next. But they say... <laughs> so they start building arcs to get out of there, and like people are all being happy everywhere else, and they're grieving some loss. So there's another kick in. Like, oh, yeah, remember that time Green Lantern died? <laughs> so it's like they're all trying to bust you up with the feels, but then... uh. Something starts to happen. They start to hear, like, it's like in scanners where it's like their heads are all about to explode. <laughs> uh -huh. A scream in our minds. Yep. Yeah, so Martian Man, like, where was he before? I don't know. I don't remember where he was. But he just shows up, like, yeah. the super death. He's invisible, right, showing up. Yeah. Uh, and he kills Lex Luthor. How does he sure. kill him? He flies through Luthor. He inviscerates him, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty nuts. And then... uh starts killing everybody he takes out a chunk of uh flash yeah firestarter or that's firestorm i mean mm -hmm. he's like well yeah fire right martian manhunter yep. so they burn him he's done but then they realize you know flash was infected and uh this is a pretty cool setup so <laughs> I, lo I love this whole concept so flash is infected all right and barry's like oh shoot where did he go superman's yeah he uses extra vision and he's running right and so now everyone's definitely afraid what, what what can happen if Flash is a zombie and we could still run fast? He'll affect the entire world in no time, right? So yeah, Superman decides, uh, I'll, I'll go to save him. I'm Superman. I could do everything. And what's his plan for saving him? For stopping Flash? Flash because well, he can't catch him. He's like, can you catch up to him? He's like, no, nah, I can't catch up to him. <laughs> but I can meet him on the other side. He meets him on the other side of the world, and he just like flies what? right. He meets him head. He says head on, and he like just. <laughs> fucking blows through the flash like 
I don't know. It's pretty crazy. It's insane. He flies right through. I'm talking about Eviscerate. He flies right through the Flash, annihilates him. Because uh, whoever the the narrator in this is, is that day we found out what happens when the unstoppable force meets an immovable object. They merge. And so now you've got two fingers inside uh, Superman's stomach here. He, like, I don't know how. It's like, okay. But yeah, I thought the narrator was Lois Lane's article, right? Well, it is. Did we know that the whole time? I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. I oh, mean, okay. I think we the, way it was, it the way it was written, it was almost <laughs> like you weren't sure who it was until the end. But. Oh, okay. No, it's not a, this isn't a Scott Snyder. That's joint. true. Yeah. But yeah, so <clears throat> Flash is donezo. But. <laughs> Yes, yeah. even if you could heal, you're not healing from being being obliterated by Superman. Yeah, so Superman has been infected, right? And then mm-hmm. the whole thing is like, well, how long does he have? But he gets he like merges everybody with everybody loves he merges with hyper time, so he can have like that slow motion talk to mm-hmm. him, and uh, you get more feels, right? John, yeah, saying yep. goodbye, Lois saying goodbye, saying goodbye to his ma. Superman trying to get the f out of there and. Doesn't make it, I guess, but that's where it that's where it ends. Because he's always he's just to the moon, right? <laughs> yeah, he tries to get out. So yeah, he's saying goodbye to everybody, and he, there it is, him and his son crying together, and then he leaves, and he's like, yeah, I'm trying to suffocate himself, which he's flown into space millions of times. I don't know why he would think that would suffocate him now, but that's okay. And then he goes up there, and yes, he turns into a zombie as his heat vision seems to be going nuts, facing I guess towards Earth. Yeah, yeah, and so you don't know what's gonna happen now. And she, but Lois ends, it, and any hope our world had has gone with was gone with him. So you think the next issue is just him destroying everybody on Earth? I think it's the last issue too. Yeah, I, don't know. I would love it if it ends with him destroying Earth. There's not nothing. <laughs> everything is done. But that's just but if me, this I'm is sure. an article she's writing, she. I mean, I know. Well, she has to survive. Superman has to be dead, right? Because yeah. if not, she totally revealed that he was Clark Kent and they were married. So. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Clark, my husband, was gone. Yep. So, that was pretty good shit. Well, maybe she's typing it as he's about to kill her. But yeah, definitely in, on board for the next, the last issue. I want to see, I'm definitely interested in what happens to everybody. <laughs> I mean, so they're cool. not, I wanted to do a death count, like a body count throughout all five. Mm-hmm. But I never got around to it. Maybe for the for the sixth one, I'll get a de- a body count going. See if I can't figure it out. But uh, it was really good. Yeah, it's really good. I like it a lot. Speaking <clears> of some really good covers on this one too. Right. Speaking of really good, Batman. Oh, there's that. That's the worst segue ever. <laughs> That's the worst segue. Well, it depends on who's listening. Most people love this book. Oh, just wait until you get to. Uh, I don't know why. Anyway. <laughs> Batman 80, City of Bane, Part 6, Tom King. And then we get John Romita Jr. I mean, not to sound overwhelmed or excited or anything, but I'm not a huge fan. No. Klaus Jansen on art, or inks, and uh, our boy Tamu Mori on colors. At least we know this guy's going to be sticking around on... Because you said he's on the team with uh, Tinian, right? Yeah. Yep. So he's staying around on the colors for Batman. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was he, like, like probably the best part of the... Uh, whole series so far yeah fucking John Romita art the the cover of this one also is John Romita Jr. Yep. J.R. 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 I, I just don't like his art at least his faces I mean everything else <clears throat> seems okay but this he's never happens in the addicted issues. to just drawing lines everywhere <laughs> so right. weird 
And that's why he's such a hard on for the beginning where it's all in the rain and everything. It's like, yeah. oh, infinite lines. <laughs> I get to do this issue. I can just draw lines up and down the page. Oh, you know it's going to be raining. I'm drawing Gotham. <laughs> I'm drawing a rain. Drawing a rain. Love them lines. I don't even know if that's how he talks, but. <laughs> I love them uh, lines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to draw some lines. Draw some lines. It's uh, John Romita two times because his name's like twice. John Romita Jr., J.R.J.R. JR. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I'll just get to So. He's matches Malone, right? Yeah. Off the beach. Less Magnum P.I.E., more uh, Columbo. Mm-hmm. And, uh... So, matches Malone. He's like... To P- I thought he was supposed to be under... like. So he's revealing that matches Malone is Batman in this. I went over this in the other issue. Like, why is he like... Nobody knows. I thought... Matches Malone and Batman are supposed to be two separate people. Yeah, they are. But he totally revealed himself as Batman while dressed as Matches Malone to Two Face and <laughs> I don't know. Because they're like you. Oh no! And he's like, it's mine. He says, as Matches Malone, this city's mine. So it's like, oh shit. <laughs> so I don't know. But he kicks uh, Two Face's ass and Pig's face, or Pig kicks their ass. And what and I always love gets... is these these guys are hardened villains, right? Who who don't have any problem killing anybody. So he tries to kill Matches Malone by shooting him in the chest. What if he was trying to shoot him in the face? Like they never shoot the people in the face. Don't you realize that that's what you should you should be doing here? Because they want to leave an open. They're respectful for like the open casket ah, okay. funerals and stuff like that. They don't want to like they, there's no disrespect. They're just trying to kill somebody. And Two Face understands what happens when you scar someone's face. So yeah, I guess she... I guess that makes sense. Shooting somebody in the face sends a message, Mike. <laughs> so you're not just going to kill everybody that way. Like, if you were like, oh, my God, that's the guy that shoots you in the face. That's no the guy that shoots you in the face. And then you, if you have that going for you, people will know just to, like, move their head real fast. Like, <laughs> they know where you're shooting, so they just have to duck a lot. Yeah. So, you know, go for the chest. Go for the body mass, Mike. That's kind of where you're trained to shoot. And since they're being cops, right, a cop's never going to shoot a perp in the face. Oh, well, I guess it's too obvious then. Yeah, 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 exactly. So they're following rules. They're in their mind control. Like, they're not themselves. Maybe Two-Face would have shot the guy in the fucking face. (laughs) But since he's like, he has to be a cop, he's like, you know, no chokeholds and no shooting people in the face. (laughs) But uh, you get Commissioner, that's Doctor Strange, right? Is the Commissioner? That's a... Yeah, no, yeah, Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange, yeah. I call him Doctor Strange again. (laughs) That's another imprint. But uh, Hugo Strange saying, oh, there's no way he's coming back. I understand men, their psychology. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I think he was trying to reveal something to him. <laughs> I understand that, Thomas. <laughs> I understand I understand men. you. I'm the only one that understands you. And he leaves. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. And then it cuts to a, a very, very terribly drawn Mad Hatter. <laughs> I can't. He looks like a troll, dude. Like, <laughs> does. I don't know what's going on. Mad Hatter. Yeah, this is terrible. Uh, and what's with the, he, the weird coloring in this? This, he, it looks like he's looking for an excuse to split the color in half. So you got Hugo Strange standing in front of the um the bat signal, right? So you got the yellow and the blue, the regular nighttime sky. Now mm-hmm. you've got him standing, I guess, in the light of the lamp, but yeah. with the big V's and everything. Like and just it just the happens throughout this entire issue, and just I don't know, it threw me off. I'm like, is this supposed to be you know depicting different periods of time? Is no, I think it's just the light. It's, it's playing just the light because like yeah. it's the bat signal that he's standing in, and then this one's like it's just the street light versus like the gloominess of Do- Gotham. Yeah, 
because it has to represent the shadows. But this, I'm more interested in this cat that has been drawn. Like mm-hmm. how long that the tail is like three times longer than the cat's body. There's something with That's, this cat because at the end there, it's got uh, a raven's on gem head. in his head or a giant had, gash or something. I thought I had a vagina. Or a vagina. <laughs> That was a giant pussy just on that cat's pussy. Like it's a, <laughs> that's why I thought I was like, <laughs> like hey, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to draw a pussy on this giant pussy. <laughs> pussy. I'm going to call it pussy head. I don't pussy know. Head. It is really uh-huh. weird. This is great. Yeah. So, so, anyway, so you got even... Mad Hatter sitting here talking to the cat, I guess. And he's just going to murder it for no reason. <laughs> he's just going to murder like, it. But then here comes Catwoman. The... So she, she she throws her whip around the corner and it wraps around uh, Mad Hatter's head. His neck, I mean. You don't understand laws of like motion and inertia and stuff, Mike. I mean, come of on. Of how the whip? I mean, I don't know. This takes a lot of practice to be able to throw it around the corner without looking and be able to grab his, uh, grab his neck with it. Yeah, well, she's classically trained in bull whipping, I guess. <laughs> Something okay. you'd never understand. But That's yeah. some whip work. That is some whip work. And, and now she cuts... killed him because you know you crack the whip around his neck like that and yank him and snap that neck. More than likely, if not, just like at least choke him out. Starve him, make him even more like messed up than he is, right? Get more oxygen starved brain. <laughs> yeah. uh, that cuts to Kite Man. And back to Kite Man. Everybody loves Kite Man. He was dead, but I guess not. But we, this is like, you know, Tom King's like big build up, all these fucking Kite Man references. And now you finally get Batman to say, hell yeah. His best Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's like, oh, hell yeah, Kite Man. He's like, that's not how I say it. That's Stone Cold. He's like, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> somebody throws him a beer. He catches it, starts drinking it. Gives him a stunner. It's hilarious. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah. And then uh, it goes to, this I like, though, when it gets to Gotham Girl. Wait, sorry, can we go back to Kite Man? Because you, no. you got me now thinking about continuity and things that not, don't make sense, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. last couple episodes so he's flying the batarangs are coming from below kite man right mm-hmm. but catman but batman's up in the roof and grabs him with the rope from above so are these batarangs that are he threw three batarangs and they flip around like boomerangs i think he threw them and then he fell and what? as he's falling past the roof right Oh, it shows okay, on the next fine, page we'll it shows so he's above he's above them there fine yeah. yep you're right he's above but them. i just thought he got wasn't he dead in the when they were hiding out from Bane and he took like a bunch of shit to the chest in a couple issues ago? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. In the first one where it was the city of Bane? Don't you remember that? Vaguely. I, not much happens in these books. I don't know. Batman not loves Catwoman. Bane is bad. Batman Tom King said that's Catwoman. his entire thesis with his whole run. Bane bad. Batman loves Catwoman. Joni loves Chachi. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's what he said during a New York Comic Con. <laughs> okay. I got it. Yeah. I don't know. So I do like this Gotham girl, though, yeah. because I've always been bitching about why isn't she dying? I thought using her powers killed her and all that stuff. And they kind of bring that back around. But that was but the drug like, that she was using that was keeping her alive, right? And that, that's what Batman stopped? Yeah. Oh, oh, so that wasn't like the the Bane-marked crates were actually the medicine for Gotham girl? I think so. I think that's what was going on. That's Obviously why she's dying not a, now. Obviously not like an ISO certified company. They're like, these packages are labeled incorrectly. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I can't tell wrong, what's in these. That, I, I thought I caught that. Yeah, because he says like, you know, without another dose, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I guess it was like, because I thought it was weird how like, oh, conserve your powers, but like how she was just fucking so nonchalantly using them before, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just doing whatever she wanted. 
talking, blabbling. So anyway, you get, that's kind of a resolution. So that's why Gotham Girl's not around. Yeah. So this is like a part of, like you said, Batman's ultimate plan. And that's how Batman is able to get into the city when nobody else could. Oh, and the other thing too is uh, Hugo Strange, when he's talking about the psychology of men, he understands them and shit like that. He says like, he was so broken. Like nobody <laughs> could come back. And like, I was like, what was so, I still, I thought that was still coming. Like, honestly, I was like, I haven't seen Batman at rock bottom, but like, think no. about it. Like, so his rock bottom is like, he already got his ass kicked by his dad. He already got like his heart broken. Yep. That was his rock bottom. It. But then like, now that Catwoman's like, you're back. Like now he's going to be able to kick everybody's ass again. Cause that's the other thing. He shows up. He's like, oh, I can just, cause of all that training I did on the beach. It's like easy to kick everybody's ass now. The entire rock bottom was him having to decide to be Batman and not, and <clears throat> can he have both? Can he love Catwoman and still be Batman? But he was that... and she left him. He's like, life sucks now. And then to that point is like, so now he's saying whatever the rock bottom was, was worse than that fist first issue when he was ready to kill himself. Pretty much. Because none of this had happened yet. Like he hadn't had his heart broken. He yep. was just like every day Batman was already to kill himself. Yep. So he was already pretty low. That's what I mean. It's, a, it's such a, <laughs> yeah. it's, he tried so hard to get him to like a rock bottom just to bring him back up and I don't think it's working like I never truly saw Batman at his worst like it's just like yeah he got his ass kicked a few times but it was, and it was also the whole thing with Mr. Freeze and him not being rational anymore and attacking everything Remember, and he was yeah but that was just that was just because of heartbreak though that was just that was right after Selena had left him yeah and that the was the wedding. rock bottom but that wasn't that didn't even seem that bad I've seen him worse I know I agree I'm not I'm not saying it's right I'm just saying I think that's what <clears> he was going for well it's terrible well, he's still out just beating the shit out of criminals like he was. Like, <laughs> he's, he just killed. But he's like, doing it with love. But, with love I mean, in his heart. Talk, what, like you were talking about when Two Face was aiming the gun at him earlier, he mm-hmm. used Pig as like a human shield. Like he took those <laughs> bullets. So he, he, I mean, it's like that thing. He doesn't have to. He's like, he, I don't know. I thought that was what the rock bottom was going to be. Was he had to kill somebody, and he, he almost because it was like I said in the war jokes and riddles. He almost killed uh, mm-hmm. Riddler. And then, uh, who was it that he punched? He almost killed. It was a dead shot, right? Yep. And it was like just because like a hyper time mistake, like he lived. There was like three or four times where it looked like he had, he was like just forcing the issue with like Batman trying to murder somebody. I thought that's where the, and I guess it still can be with like his, but that's not going to be the rock bottom. So it's like, if it gets down to like, do I have to kill Bane to stop him? And he like kills him? Like, is that going to be? Or he doesn't kill him. That's supposed to be the shock. You'd be like, "Oh, he didn't kill Bane." I don't know. Like, I don't know where this is going, and it bugs the piss out of me because, like, it just needs to end. Like I said, I think the rock bottom's done. He's on his way up. Hmm. Not a. Anyway, speaking of on his way up, what happens with this hush confrontation? This little shootout. So he's standing there. <clears throat> they're facing each other, and uh, uh, hush go actually three. tries to shoot him in the face, but. Batman throws a batarang, like, underhanded, and knocks the gun. And so it just misses him on both sides of his face. And then he beats that yeah, out of him. Then he throws another batarang and knocks in the middle of his forehead. And he knees him, and then he knocks him out. Yeah, but no, but look, if you go back to them counting, right? He says, we're going to go on three. One, two. Uh, and Batman and then, cheats. Yeah, but he already has the gun up. So, like, Hush was cheating as well? Because how does... Yeah, I guess so. They were both and then cheating. it's the batarang hits the gun and it, it fires one time. Yep. And but two then bullets. it fires two times. Uh-huh. 
in the next frame yep. and there's two like so where does the first bullet go once don't know and then did the the batarang ricocheted off the gun onto his forehead uh, he threw another one and he got three shots off in the time it takes a batarang to travel from a gun to his head which is like you well, know I don't, I don't think it's I think he, I think Batman threw a second batarang no he didn't Mike Okay. Look I'm... back. He one flip. He's got one batarang in his hand. He goes flip, crang, and then like the batarang is still moving, and then it goes blam, blam again. It's the it's boomerang batarang bag through <laughs> below to kite man. Spang, because that's what it sounds like when a batarang goes off your head. Spang, <laughs> and then uh, they do some quotes back and forth because you know you got to have like deep philosophical quotes at a Tom King Batman book, or of it's course, just not good. It's deep, like you said. Yeah. And then uh, it cuts back to Gotham Girl. And look how many, look at those, like, her head is assimilated into those pillows. <laughs> and then look how, like, the angle, if you had two pillows that thick, like, it's taking up, like, a good, like, sixth of that bed, right? Yeah, it's, she's, she's, she's basically sitting up. And it's, like, it's going painful. Thomas, you're tucking the, you're tucking me in too tight. Like, he's totally, like, tucking her in, like, from either side. Like, you can see him, like, scrunching the little sheet, like, in yeah, underneath sheet her. sheet underneath her. Like here. Yeah, it's fucking weird. But anyway. And when did he fall in love with her so hard? Why does he care about her so hard all of a sudden? Did I, it's just because they're working together? Basically. He's a caring man. He's a doctor. And then, okay. Well, then, ventriloquist slash Alfred shows up and tells, uh, tells Thomas Wayne that, you know, Batman... Bane says Batman's killing everybody in our town, so you need to kill Damien... And put his body on display, send a message, right? Yep. But then this is to your little theory that Batman, this is all a game anyway. Yep. And then, because uh, he's like, Batman's revealing to Hush how it's going to go down. Yep. And the only reason why he needed this whole setup was so uh, Damien could get him into the mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, great. Basically, yes. Who gives a fuck? So now, I suppose, father has a decision to make. <clears throat> So and, and the decision is what? Do I kill? Do what Bane wants me to do, or yep. do I like let this kid live so we can get? Because like this doesn't make any sense. So, because Thomas Wayne, like, is that what he's banking on? Because like he sees Bruce as his son, so he has to see Damien as his grandson. Yep. And that's like, how can I kill my own grandson? Basically, yes, that's what. And I they're feel. showing that that might be a decision he'll have to make because he cares so hard about Gotham Girl, who he's not even related to. Yep. Like all of a sudden. Flashpoint Batman cares. Well, he he has cared this whole series. He's been more hesitant than Bat- than Batman has than uh, Bane has the whole time. Uh, He's been much more hesitant, right? And in, in, uh, <clears throat> there's been flashes of, well, I don't really want to do this, but I, don't know, I might as well. No, because he had that whole speech with him where he was like, "I'm down for you 100." percent That was like that whole issue mm-hmm. where it was like proving his allegiance and like how he was the outside factor that. You know, Bane didn't control this part, but, you know, just because you didn't bring me in on it, I've seen everything you've done, and yeah, I do need to... Like, he was down to destroy Batman. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It just... I don't know. So, I still see Alfred's alive, and I would yeah. be surprised if uh, Thomas Wayne becomes uh, part of the Bat family and stays around. I agree with you now, reading this issue. Like, I get it now. Like, I was pretty confused before with, like, all right, but... I don't know. It's just so cheap then to like 
fake murder Alfred and then like fake murder Damien. It's just like he's just reaches for the cheapest bullshit that he can possibly get. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, or am I just I'm hoping I'm too, wrong? But am I being too critical at this point? Is it actually good? And it's just because I like, just because every no, it's like the whole thing. When you put it together as a whole, like was this issue as bad as everything else, or is it just I've already seen it as bad because I hated everything that came before it? I, yeah, I don't think this issue truly was that bad. But like you said, it because this whole series we haven't liked the whole series as it is, and it's still we just treading water. This. It's like two issues now like how since they got to the beach like mm-hmm. it's just treading water of like all right you're ready now to kick everybody's ass so it's like five issues of build-up to like it's like another not, not to like you know beat a dead horse with the dragon ball z references but it's like those episodes would be like, you'd have to wait like eight episodes yeah. for something to happen that's the same shit you gotta wait like seven issues for anything to happen mm-hmm. and even when it does it's just like eh, whatever like I said, I, I think if this was if this whole these eighty five issues were truncated into even forty, I mean I would love it to be less. I mean twenty issues, right? I think I would have really liked the series. It's just it's dragged on so much, and so much of them standing there, bat cat, and trying to be real deep and make sense, and it just none of it really makes I, any sense. I think it's a fourteen issue story. Like yeah, two two arcs with two little bonus issues of like something. You know what I mean? Two yeah. little interludes. Uh huh. With like connecting things outside of it and you could have done this in two arcs two stories that's all he needed uh and, and it's not even like story. a slow Sorry. burn is fine but it doesn't seem like anything happened that slow burn and it it just drags out happen? the fact that none of bane's plan made no band's plane made no sense whatsoever <laughs> and uh um, well you said it's like nothing happens but what does happen it's like why and yeah. like this doesn't make any sense like why is this happening <laughs> All the little shit that does happen, I don't like. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yep, and like you said, I agree. it's so drawn out. So, but you know, five more, only five more issues, and then Batman Catwoman starts. Batcat. Batcat. Speaking of, uh, what about Cat Spider? No, I don't know how that no. works. Tiger. Tiger. There's no spider character in DC. Why not? No, I know. I was trying to make a segue to Marvel. Uh, make ours Marvel. Make ours Marvel. So uh, we asked for any uh, suggestions of Marvel or any other books to read. And me, Carter89, suggested reading the uh, J.J. Abrams, Henry Abrams issue of uh, uh, Spider-Man. And I didn't know what this was going to be when I read it. Did you? No. Did not expect uh, General Grievous versus (laughs) Keanu Reeves. So basically, this whole book is a uh, alternate universe book, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you want to go over it, or just? I just did go over it. It's, you get it's a setting up the possibility of General Grievous versus Keanu Reeves from oh. John Wick. Okay, that's all it is. Versus Keanu. I don't know. Reeves. I, didn't, I don't know. It's just, yeah, you're right. It's just another Spider-Man. That's like here's somebody else that's going to be Spider-Man, but this time <laughs> it's uh, him as a little kid. Well, it was pretty messed up. So you got General Grievous. The whole thing starts with General Grievous destroying, I guess, it's New York, and Spider-Man almost dying. You guess it's New York, and it has like the Brooklyn Bridge right there. Yes, I, I guess that's New York. <laughs> I mean, I I grew up in New York, but I guess that is. I grew up on the other side of Queens. I don't know what the yeah. Brooklyn Bridge looks like. No, <laughs> just which one did you use? The Verrazano Bridge or something? <laughs> the Verrazano and the Gothals. I've always used that. Forget the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, fuck that bridge is dead to me. It <laughs> never existed. <laughs> When they sold it to that jerk for 10 cents, it was sold. God damn it. 
exactly. <laughs> and that guy renamed the bridge Dickhead Bridge. I don't know. <laughs> so we always <laughs> called it that. And anyway. But anyway, so, so so General Grievous is there and destroying everything and for some reason MJ is still just standing around. It's like if I was if I was Peter, I'd be like, MJ, you know, I love the fact that you're here and I'm not trying to take anything away from you, but can you please get the hell out of here? You have no powers. I'm I'm get, I'm super strong and I'm getting destroyed. Look at my right arm. Well, she wouldn't be dead if she didn't show up. That's what I'm right? saying. So she's there, and then she gets stabbed through the heart and the back. Mm-hmm. And you find out that she has that they have a kid who's crying mm-hmm. at the funeral. They have a son. Mm-hmm. And then it jumps. Time to 12- jump. What's up? <laughs> Time jump. Time jump. Twelve years later, and Peter suddenly turns into an asshole, and he's never sees his son. Basically, he lost an arm, which we saw his arm was kind of yeah. So his arm was destroyed. He lost. But he an looks arm. just like he looks like John Wick now. Yeah, okay, that's what you were saying. I'm like, what is Keanu Reeves? And it was, I didn't get the kind of Keanu Reeves reference, but I'm looking at it, okay. Totally <laughs> and I looked at it like again, a, and yeah. yeah 100%. Right. Like Reeves. Yeah. It's like John Wick. But yeah, so Peter's a jerk, and Ben is going, Ben the son is going through, you know, what you would expect Puberty. to have your mother get murdered and your father never around. But he's also like slowly getting Superman powers. Yep. Yeah, he's basically slowly getting Peter's powers, right? Mm-hmm. He destroys the front Gr- door, and then you see General Grievous is still alive. Yep, eating hot dogs. <laughs> eating hot dogs. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Yeah. And then somebody's somebody's in that uh, in that case there. Is is that MJ? What case? In the oh uh, yeah, I thought, so. but no, she got thrown up. They buried her. Like, uh, what he went and dug her body up, like he zoomed her. He could have. And then put her in this tube, all on Mister Freeze, and now he's like trying to bring her back to life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of comic book weirdness. And what was... Yeah. Do we, are we supposed to know who this is? Or are you supposed to find out later? I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. Technically. Not, Peter with a hook is kind of cool, though. So I want to see him be a Spider-Man again <laughs> with a hook. Hook hands, Spider-Man. But then, so Ben, you know, does the same thing. He gets stuck to the walls. And uh, and May, who's still alive, sends him upstairs. She just show him the fucking shirt, is what I'm getting at. What like, she's like... Why doesn't she just show him the fucking shirt? She's like, you got to go up in the attic. <laughs> you got to fucking look into this box. You got to find this hidden box. And then you got to like dig past all the bullshit on top. Because once you open it, you're like, what the hell is this? Right? Some yeah. pictures. Fucking press pass. But you got to look underneath all that shit. And then, you'll, and then once you find what you're looking, what I tell you, then you'll be like, ah, that's all right. Hey, no. Yeah. But, but it's like, I don't know. And then that's the big, it's not even a big cliffhanger. He, yeah, I know. Your dad was Spider-Man. Well, the only thing I knew about this, I had read online there was a big twist. I'm like, what's the twist? Like, at the end. No, because it's somebody else comes Spider-Man. I Which would be an interesting twist if this was, con- you know, if if this was a normal continuity. But being an alternate story, right, it's, it is what it is. Well, this twist is like, do you think, like, the next issue starts with, whoa, mom was Spider-Man? <laughs> and then, like... <laughs> That'd be great. He, like, you know, that's what, and, like, you know, Aunt May and his dad are too like dumbfounded to be like, "Oh, well, we should tell him I was actually." But no, he's like, "That's it's what like rookie of the year where he thinks like his dad was the pitcher, but then he finds out like his mom, like his dad uh-huh. was never a pitcher, and then like it was his mom the whole time." Well, like, he, that's, it's, like, point like, that's what he would think because he's like, "Well, dad's a bit of a jerk off," <laughs> and yeah. he stopped being Spider Man, and Spider Man disappeared the date my mom died, and so uh, yeah, I think that would be the first thing he would think. Ooh, my mom was Spider Man. My mom was a dude, <laughs> so I don't know. So I don't know. this wasn't this wasn't bad at all. This was pretty good. I liked it, but but then it's 
well if you like yeah i mean i didn't hate it yeah but the whole thing and then like i just it's like a father-son story written by a father and son so it's just like i don't know it's really reaching i guess didn't jeff loeb already do something like this (laughs) i mean pretty much every story's been done right i don't know i know but i'm just saying it's like like i I think i made the joke where it was like jj abrams went to his dad one day i was like i want to write a story (laughs) use your nepotism to do it dad he's like all right and then like this is what and it's like he went to marvel and they're like only if you write it with him he's like well i don't really know it's only if you write it with him and then like he's like all right we'll fucking write it together (laughs) and how much do you think this is jj apologizing to his son because he's I can imagine JJ is not never being around because he's always making movies and TV shows and whatnot. And this is a conversation he had with his son at one point. It's like that Saved by the Bell episode where Zach has to call his dad on the cell phone just yep. to talk to him in the same room. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> with that's his exactly big, his how I picture JJ and Henry. Phone. JJ and Henry. That's exactly how their life goes down. Like they're talking to each other on cell phones in the same room. Uh-huh. <laughs> is this the only way I could talk to you, Dad? <laughs> it's like no, no, it's not. And then they hang up and they have a heartfelt. Let's, let's write a comic book together. Let's write a fucking shitty comic book together. But uh, <laughs> are you going to keep reading it? That's the real question. Do you uh, want to see General Grievous not. fight Ben Parker? Oh, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I, probably not. I'll go, okay. go with that. Probably not. <laughs> well, if I find uh, out, it, 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 the you know the is it an ongoing trade? I it, think it's a. I think it's not an ongoing. I think it's or a, a limited uh, miniseries. Like so, when the whole thing is done, if there's something really cool about it, maybe I'll read it. Hmm. Was there anything really cool in the news? <clears throat> All right, so for the news. So I'll, I'll start with the first thing that I think you... The, the only thing you might be interested in the news here, because we don't read Marvel much. Anyway, so DC, so you know uh, the New York Comic Con is going on right now, and there was a DC Nation panel that DiDio and Lee was um, hosting. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> nothing huge came out of it, but they saw, there was they apparently revealed a new overall timeline for all of the DC universe. So they're trying oh. to, you know, how they've got the, you know, oh, eight yeah, years ago like, things started, okay. and they do all yeah, the yeah, crises yeah, yeah. and everything. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> and DiDio admitted he goes, yeah, we kind of effed up with the new 52 the continuity makes no sense so they are writing like a, a full-on timeline that that encompasses everything right so you could say this is exactly when this person started that's when this person started then you got the crises so they're basically splitting it up into four ages the dawn of the hero heroic age then there's the space age there's the age of crisis and then the flashpoint so it's like in four different groups and it's set up now where Wonder Woman was the first superhero that ever existed. And so they're talking about it like this is this is going to set up new stories somehow. I thought this was what Doomsday Clock was trying to do. Basically, yeah. This is what Doomsday Clock was trying to do. And you can kind of see it as, they're, as throughout the stories. They keep talking about when they bring back the JSA, right, in Justice League. They... They're already talk. They're already questioning each other. Like, well, if you existed back then, how come I don't remember you and things like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of that with like the why the whole thing of time forgot, right? Yeah, exactly. And they they, they keep they keep bringing all that up. So it sounds. So I'm guessing by the end of uh, Doomsday Clock, there will be one set timeline, and they'll reveal that in a map of some sort, right? And you'll be able to see this is how things started, and this is how things ended. 
Um, I said Wonder Woman is the first official superhero, so they'll have to figure out stories of how that, you know, affects everything. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, for sure. It's so is cool. that like, this is just mapped out, or are they releasing like a book that explains it all, or are they just mapped it out in this? They weren't very clear, at least in the articles. And the article said that they showed it during the panel, but it was so compressed that no pictures, right? They, they couldn't, um, they couldn't, like, nobody could take a picture and really see what was going on in it. Well, you touched on it earlier. I figured it would be obvious that, you know, Morrison probably will write it, right? Because he did that multiverse book. Yeah, he did a multiverse one, yeah. The handbook or whatever. And the, so maybe if he does, well, it doesn't have to be him, but maybe if somebody does like a book like that, that'd be really interesting to read. I'd like to see that. Yeah, it'd be really cool. And the whole thing. So <clears throat> that'll inform stories going forward. And so I'm mean, interested to see what, they, what comes of it. Shit, yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so do you have any ideas for a... Uh, DC, a DC comic-related unscripted series, Dieter? DC-related unscripted series. Yes, I do. You do? Yes. Well, then go online and go to DCU Unscripted and uh, pitch your idea. Okay. Along with um, and some sort of media, you know, either video or something like that, and maybe you could be one of three finalists who will move on to have unscripted pilots produced by Ideas United with one final entrance receiving a series order which will launch exclusively on DC Universe. Not to, like, just, like, all I ever watch is quote-unquote unscripted television. <laughs> all right, so if we can come up with an idea, because, yeah, what's happening is, <clears throat> I'm a little confused what this is. Sounds like there's going to be a <laughs> unscripted series-type game show, right? Um, mm -hmm. A reality yeah, show like, on DC Universe. It's going to be, like, who's going to be the next artist, so you have, like, a pool of artists, like, having to compete against each other like the next writer like but it, you turn it into like a like a what's it called that one where they like the amazing race yep. they have to like travel from city to city and draw in the style of that city's favorite artist or some bullshit exactly <clears throat> and so it so you they're gonna pick 10 people from this i think it's 10 people from this um these submissions you sit in front of a producer and they're gonna pick three people and then three people will develop pilots and they're gonna pick one pilot to create a show See, I'd make it a competition for a job, but all the competition like has nothing to do with what the final job is. So it's like, like I said, you know, the the Amazing Race for writers. Yep. But like instead, it'll be like the Biggest Loser. Like they have to do like a weight loss competition, and then that winner gets to draw like the next. <laughs> The, you're the next artist or something. Like, but I, I didn't get to display any skills of my. It's like we know you're a good artist. You're already an artist, so. We want to see what else you. What oh, okay, <laughs> so oh, I thought you were gonna say you're gonna pick like me, right? I no, have to no, lose no. weight, and then they find out that I can't draw when they create. Oh the no, they're show. all like accomplished artists. They already have like a portfolio. Mm -hmm. Like you had to have like some talent to get into it, but then it's just like, you know, then it's like American Gladiators. Like you have to go through that like fucking thing where they're shooting the tennis balls at you, and like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, some weird. That's my there. So patent pending on that one, but we'll submit that. Next <laughs> we'll submit that. I'm sure that's gonna win right there. At least in the top three. I, you said we're just going for the top three here. We don't have to win right out. Exactly. And then, could, like, the whole thing. It. You can refine it as we go. And, and once we meet them and get on TV. Once we get on TV explaining the show, like once they're like, now explain to us your show, we'll be like, fuck your show. Listen to Four Color Ultrasound. And then we'll like run. <laughs> and run. And that'll be our. <laughs> that'll uh, be dear, our this like, is not live. They could cut that out. No, no, they, they're forced to put it in because it's so odd. And it's all the footage they have. They're like, <laughs> It's all the footage they have. We can't get another finalist. We have to use this guy's, at least this part, to show what happened. 
And then that's like our biggest commercial we ever get. <laughs> and then that's how we propel our uh, podcast into, you know, the zeitgeist of pop culture. There you go. Fuck yeah. <laughs> put our idea in together as a <clears throat> showing how to put together a bad podcast that nobody listens to. Well, I don't think it's bad. All right, I good mean, podcast. <laughs> a decent podcast. A decent I mean, we podcast. Have, and we have an intro. We have like fucking songs for our news intro and all that shit. We got an outro. There's a little bit of like editing that goes into it. I, our audio quality is not terrible. I mean, it's kind of fucked, but yeah, I think we're. Uh, it's a good podcast that very very few people listen to. But I think that'd be I, actually. I think that could be a good idea for a show. There, there's so many people that do podcast. If you look online, there's podcasts everywhere. <clears throat> you put the show together of how of this, either you told me this was an original idea. What'd you say? You told me this was an original idea. You said nobody does this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you were like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna talk about shit and put it on the. You said nobody else has thought of this yet, and that's the only reason. What you're telling me? There's more of these. <laughs> I thought we were the, seriously. All right, fuck you, Mike. Anyway, go on. <laughs> fuck you, you're, Mike. You thought we were the only ones doing this. Uh, you I tricked know. me again. What'd you say? You tricked me again. That's the only way I could get you to talk to me, dear. <laughs> I give you fame and glory. I give you grand, grand delusions of grandeur. You'd be fame, fame and glory if you talk to me. And that's how Other get people are going to listen to what I have to say. All I've ever wanted was attention. And <laughs> that's all like, I wanted. Like, by more than one single person. Even though I'm only, it's like I'm talking to one person, but a lot of other people are listening. It's like Jesus, right? Like <laughs> I'm saying this to you, but really I want my message to be heard by everybody around me. So uh, now okay. you just compare yourself to Jesus. I'm podcasting get people Jesus. Listening. I am the podcasting Jesus. I'm better than the podcasting there you go. Jesus. Why don't we name bigger. it Podcasting Jesus? That should be the name Just of like it. like the Beatles. I'm bigger than the Beatles and podcasting Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. Any other news? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, DC Universe. Uh, there's also going to be a Bizarro TV on DC Universe. An anthology series of, of obscure characters with a mix of live action, animation, and puppetry. Which, if you Should know me, like, that's like, what got me excited. I'm like, ooh, puppetry. That's awesome. puppets. That's your that's your kink. That's my we kink. Exactly. Fucking weird puppet kink. But uh, shouldn't they just show Marvel stuff? <laughs> what on DC Universe? Oh, Bizarro um, TV. Because that's what Bizarro TV. It should just be like a bunch of Marvel cartoons and like shows. And how how long do you think it would be before a Mar- like D- Disney caught on to that? If <laughs> they just started showing Marvel stuff, <laughs> just a screw them. <laughs> Bizarro, and it's like, <laughs> it's one of those, right. It's one of those things where does somebody at Disney sit there and watch other channels and make sure nobody's stealing their shit? I think bots do that, right? That's true. It's probably it. Ah, stupid bots. Stupid hi-fi. <laughs> stupid hi-fi. <laughs> That's what hi-fi does. It's half the half the job is making sure when nobody's stealing their stuff. When they're not like inputting like coloring algorithms, they're like search for. Pirating content, pirated content, without <laughs> written consent, expressed written consent, yep. implied oral consent. Implied oral consent. What about implied oral consent? <laughs> um, so. But anyway, so I, I think that's kind of cool. It could be interesting. Anthology series, different uh, single episodes, basically their their version of Marvel's What If. Hmm. In um, television form. I'm sorry? In television form. In television form. <clears throat> now, I'm a big fan of the DC Universe app. It's good stuff. Uh, so... Comic book. The only comic book news I have here is for Marvel. I picked this out because uh, remember Arno, Aaron Stark. It, it Arno corrected Aaron Stark. Remember Arno Stark in the uh, when we were reading Iron Man a couple years ago. Oh yeah, he had a brother. It was the secret. 
what was it the secret path or the secret origin of Iron Man? Yes, yep. Yeah. Well, apparently in 1984 there was a comic, uh, an Iron Man comic that showed the future, and the future year was 2020, and Arno took over as Iron Man, and then there was some story going on from the future Iron Man. So it's either that either he came back from the, you know he was he was from the future, or they went to the future. I, I'm not sure what it was, but the bottom line is in 1984. They talked about Arno Stark being Iron Man. And uh, what do you know? In, was it, two and a half months, it'll be the year 2020. And Iron Man 2020, the comic book starts with Arno as Iron Man. Ooh. That's kind of cool. What has he been doing lately? Like, I know he, he was, well, I forget everything about that character. He was, like, smarter than Iron Man. Oh, Arno? Yeah, was, I think he was smart. He was smarter than Iron Man. But he was, he was, was in a wheelchair, was in the Iron though, Lung. Yeah, he was in an iron lung. Yeah. I was like, he was. Yeah, he was. In, I thought he was in a wheelchair. So I don't remember what much happened to him. After no, that's, back. That's yeah, all I know he was. Wasn't he evil too, in that series? I don't. I don't know if he was just evil against Tony Stark because he was bitter, or if he was just like evil in general. Yeah. I don't remember. Well, I'd somebody let back. us know. Remind us again because we not. It's not that we hate Marvel at all. We just there's so much in each one, each world that. We've stuck with DC, so and let us know online or an email exactly what's going on with Arno, because I'm interested in this. It's kind of cool. Marvel is also, it's like the non-stop parade of yeah. events. Like, there's always an event going on. It's always tying into all these other books, and it's like, it's one out. It's like, it used to be like, you know, two events a year, then four events a year. It's like the way wrestling pay-per-views <laughs> grew from like four a year to 13 a year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I just don't care that much about events all the time. Yeah. Like you said, there's so much to fucking remember. It's hard enough to remember one universe worth of information versus two. Yeah, exactly. So. And somehow with the Justice League, it, it works because it feels like an event, but it's just it tied into that one book. I don't feel obligated to uh, <clears throat> read all that. And then you've got, well, again, with Marvel, again, with, with uh, Absolute Carnage. How many separate books are there with different titles that are supposed to tie in that may or may not fully tie in? Right, it just feels too pushed by marketing than it is by the story. Everything has like eighty four, and it's not like DC isn't guilty of the same thing. But I don't feel Correct. their events go on mm-hmm. as nonstop. There is like a break between events and all that stuff, and then like even like this year of the villain, it's an event, but it's like it's tied within the books rather than yeah. here's a separate event, and this is and it just it's just there, and every other book is by itself. It's not all Batman's, right? Batman's is by itself. And it feels like it could go somewhere, yeah. like it could have a result, not just like returning the status quo mm-hmm. once it's finished. Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of cool. So, And then uh, yeah. Iron Man VR will be released in February on PSVR. Uh, and I don't even play VR at all, but that's kind of cool. I think it's supposed to be a full book, full game too, not just a uh, demo. No way. So if anybody's into video games, uh, VR is pretty damn amazing, and I'm excited for that Iron Man VR. I'll probably pick it up eventually. When it's cheap. You have the whole setup or what? What's up? You have a VR setup already? Yeah. Oh, you've been playing it? Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Come wow. by. Come play. It's pretty cool. No. All right, don't. All right. <laughs> don't want you to go by anyway. I'm not going to make you like, famous through that. So. I don't want to get sucked into the machine like that movie Tron. I don't know. <laughs> it scares me. So, uh, go to the game here. But here's... Oh, uh, so the game with no name. The game with no name. Uh... Wallet as Mitch. He uh, he was uh, kind enough after our last episode. We asked somebody to tell us what the scores were. Looks like he went through all the episodes and told us the score is nine to five. 
Nine to five. See, I said nine to four. So that was. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> then he. Uh, let's see. Let me find. Uh, what happened here? He actually had. He gave us a comment here. He goes, "Okay, so currently the score is Mike nine, Dieter five. Episode three had two questions for Dieter to guess, and two episodes didn't have a game. Suggestion of. And he has a suggestion for the name of the game. Is it real or just comical? So, if anybody else has suggestions for the game? The game with no name. We can compile them and. Uh, Choose whatever we feel like. Well, is that a real suggestion or is it just comical? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm, is it, you're, the title does nothing but confuse me. <laughs> I think the bit from now on will be no matter what people suggest, I'll just find a way to shoot it down. So it remains the game. That's the game. Keep shooting it down. So, can, so please give us uh, more suggestions that we can shoot down. And then, uh, well, Wallace Mitch also suggested. So I, I posted a. The photo of uh, Joker with his um, wa- his uh, suspenders and belt, right? Talking about that, like you said on the show. So Wallace mm-hmm. Mitch replied, "Well, I feel like that." He goes, "Well, I feel like that's just the Joker's new drip, son. Don't be hating, Dieter." So, oh, he had a man. message for you. All right. Well, I'm not a huge Joker fan, so you can have it. That's his new <laughs> drip. That's fine. I don't care. We'll move on. <laughs> and then he also replied he something else here too. So I don't know if you want to cut this one or not, but he goes, because uh, I don't remember exactly. He goes, so quick question. How you act like you have full-blown AIDS, LOL? Well, you'd have to, like, you know, cough at least once. <laughs> and that would that would send it across. But, I mean. So I don't remember, I don't remember that reference. We talk about you have having to act like you, You'd have to act like you don't have an immune system. Yeah. Like, somebody goes to talk to you, like, you know, you'd want to shy away. <clears throat> or, you know, maybe look like... Uh, you needed some kind of treatment. I don't know. It was a joke. It was a bit. <laughs> it was a sorry. bit. That's all. <laughs> anyway, so we got some responses. So I figured I had to read them out. The most dedicated listener we have. There you go. Wallet ass Mitch. The challenge. On on everyone's favorite podcast. <clears throat> That's a different reference. You don't you don't get it. We'll see if somebody uh, replies to that or not. See if they're listening. Yeah. Who's um, listening? What's up? Anyway, get on with the game. Get on with the game here. All right. <clears throat> Here's we're the game. Push, we're pushing like a two-hour episode today. Yeah, we are. Sorry. All right. And this is this is a long one, too. So here's a walk through hell. A walk through hell. A walk through hell. Number one. <clears throat> Adam is a high school senior and has spent his first three years at Lead Hill High School in Boone County, Alabama, as an underachieving loner that could only be described as a bully by his peers. Adam never saw himself as being a person that would want to hurt anybody else and always wanted friends. Having an alcoholic father who took his frustrations out on him both physically and emotionally affected how he interacted with others. Knowing he's about to graduate, <clears throat> Adam makes a last, a last attempt to turn his life around when a new student who looks even more like a learner than himself arrives. Deanna is stoic and quiet, but doesn't seem insecure the way Adam is. As Adam starts to get to know Deanna, his strong desire to make friends overrides the warning bells that should be going off when he finds, the, finds out the odd ways Deanna likes to spend her time. By the time Adam realizes something is wrong, it is too late. He's in too deep. And besides, he's too desperate for a friend. Will Adam ever recover from this new disturbing friendship and his walk through hell? A new kind of horror story from modern America, written by Garth Ennis, and drawn by Goran Suzuka. So that's number one. All right. (laughs) Kid wants to get his dick wet with some demon pussy. (laughs) Uh, So the next one. So these two FBI agents walk into a warehouse. Special agents Shaw and McGregor handle the routine cases nowadays, which is just the way Shaw likes it. She's pushing 40, a borderline, a borderline burnout, 
the ghastly memories of her last investigation still clinging like shadows. McGregor is younger, more dedicated, hanging on to some measure of idealism whatever the world might throw at him. When two fellow agents go missing inside a Long Beach warehouse, Shaw and McGregor are sent to investigate. But what they find, in, what they find waiting, waiting is far from routine, as the local police have already discovered to their cost. Before the night is out, our heroes will encounter terror beyond their most appalling nightmares in a place where the night may never end at all. A new kind of horror story for, for modern America, written by Garth Ennis and drawn by Goran Suzuka. <clears throat> mm. All right. Detectives finding some wild shit one night. In a warehouse, yep. In a warehouse. <clears throat> Don't In a warehouse. That's a very important part. <laughs> That's the most important part. All right. <clears throat> Number three. Philip and Nicolette have bought have bought their share of interesting items in their 13 years of owning their antique shop since they finally decided to settle down and get married. Nicolette usually looks for more obscure items. Anything that could look like Egyptian pottery, a fedora worn by Al Capone, anything from the Ming Dynasty. Being much more down-to-earth and focused on the financial side of their business and ensuring they can keep their store open, Philip, however, fell in love with the carefree wild side of Nicolette when they were dating. It's this wild side that caused her to purchase the old leather-bound book titled Rituals of the Occult from the vagabond who brought it in. Philip hesitated, but eventually relented when Nicolette decided to recite the incantation from the chapter titled A Walk Through Hell. As the smell of sulfur starts wafting in from the vents, muffled screams of agony come from somewhere outside. Walls start melting, and the floor slowly morphs into the entrails of aborted fetuses. Philip wishes he would have done more than just hesitate. A new kind of horror story for modern America, written by Garth Ennis and drawn by Goran Suzuka. What the fuck? <laughs> God damn it! I'm stuck again. Like I got two. Th- I got right off the. What I was the like, fuck? I got two choices. And like last week, I'll be like, is this one of the? They were both wrong. <laughs> so should I go with the one that I didn't have any feelings towards, or go with one of the two that I think it might be? Uh, if I think too long, it'll. Fucking just make it even worse when I'm wrong. Uh, number three. You think number three is the real one? No. <laughs> but that's the one I'm going to go with. What? That's the one. No. Okay, so why do you think num- three? <laughs> so you got to explain yourself here. No, I don't. All right. So number three is wrong. That's not <sighs> the real Fuck, one. is it number two? Yes. God damn, that's what I was going to pick. I knew it. Why? <laughs> oh. I was like, because... Oh, with the aborted fetus thing, but I was like, Mike wouldn't write that. Then I was like, he probably would. <laughs> and then number two just is like the most like lame one. Yep. So that's why I was. I, I thought it was. I knew you wrote number one because you took what I said last week and you fucking made it too obvious. What? Adding information to characters that's not necessary. <laughs> exactly. You told me that last week, so I had to. <laughs> well, in the the real one, they did. They did that too. I know, that's why I was like... Right, the second, so oh, oh. I was like, okay, so I had to make sure I'd do that too, and I found one that had that in it, so I had to put it in too. I was like, god damn it. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, I should have said two, but I didn't. God damn it, Mike, you're good. <laughs> see, now, see I, I have to try to match what they write usually, and so I, I figured, I, I thought the other two were going to be too long and too much detail. Mm. This is what I was worried about, but okay. Ten, ten to five, it's or ten to, ten to five. five. I got a big hill to climb again. Lose. Go. I gotta. You gotta make them easier for me or something. Throw right. me a bone here, Mike. I got, see, that's good. Now, now I can make them easier and I can uh, write them real quick and <laughs> have a couple of bad ones thrown in there. Or we could just, you know, we could switch up the whole uh, uh, 
style of the game too who knows anybody got a suggestion we'll see so uh should i be keep this game going or should i change it up let me know who yeah do people even care about the game with no name or should we try it a different way i like it i think yeah, it's let me know. i have fun but i also uh <clears throat> it takes a lot it takes some time to get it going so it's a lot but of if people are free, listening right? and like it i'll keep going yeah you get it for free so mike's efforts like going nowhere <laughs> inflate my ego Dieter inflated it pretty well last time so i was like ooh, i gotta do another one it's so pretty good so yeah, uh, wrapping up then. That's about it. Everybody still here? Uh, come back next week and we'll talk about some more books. Hopefully play another game. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So until next time, uh, goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Dieter.